the previous video, I talked about the value I see in no longer thinking of um, the job uh, of a CEO as that, you know, job description, you know, I'm a CEO, um, a position, but to look at it as a collection of roles, just like anybody else in the organization. And one of the roles that I mentioned was the role of holding the space, right? And I talked about it in the book too. And um, the way I've talked about it in the book and in the video is, um, you know, highlighting in particular the role of making sure that, you know, we, we stay within this new vision of management that you put forward. And so every time people call for things to do it in the old way, you know, to add rules and policies and hierarchy and all of that to say, to remind people to say, no, 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 hey, remember, this is not how we do things, right? And to, to hold the space for the new way of doing things. Here, I want to zoom into um, one particular thing, which is um, what holding the space might mean at the beginning of this transformation. Um, and I want to use an image for that, um, that somebody, a person called Uwe in, in Chile once gave me. Um, and you know, he was using this image that the, the role of the CEO you know, in the transition is, is that um, of somebody who is you know, helping a small boat go from shore onto the ocean. And you know, in the beginning, when you take that small boat, um, you have to pass the first waves, and you need a very steady, strong hand, you know, to pass the first waves and keep the boat going. And then, as you've passed the first wave, you know, you find yourself on on the ocean, and suddenly, you know, it's it's much easier sailing. Um, and I thought that was a great um, a great image to say that this role of holding the space needs to be particularly strong and forceful as you will go through you know, the first waves of this transformation. Um, and in particular, what I think that means is that you have a critical role to play to protect um, you know, the first adventurers in your organization, you know, the first teams that go out there um, and try new things, whatever they are, um, you know, whether it's in self-management or wholeness or evolutionary purpose. Um, you know, the first ones that, need, that take risks will attract all of the antibodies from the system. Yeah, that will attack this new experiment because this is not how things get done. Um, and they most likely won't survive unless you provide a very strong, steady hand of protection. Um, and in particular, um, I think you should be careful to watch out from people sabotaging or not even, you know, purposefully sabotaging, but um, sort of attacking these new way of doing things that come from within your own executive committee or some of the staff functions really close to you. And so your role is then to intervene very quickly um, against some of the members of your executive team or of your staff functions to protect um, those who, you know, take risks and go in a direction that you know you've invited them into, um, and that to me brings up a really interesting question that I've you know had with one or two um, leaders I've talked to, which is, um, are there some star performers in your organization um, that risk getting away with sabotaging the new way of doing things? 
Um, so to put the question differently, are there you know, a few star performers or maybe just one star performer that you will let get away because you feel like, oh, I can't possibly lose that one person? I think it's a really, really interesting question um, for you to ponder, you know, to wonder like how important is this to you, uh, this whole transformation? And are you willing to lose star performers over this? Um, and I've seen some organizations do interesting things to try not to lose the star performers, is to have a clear conversation with them around, hey, this is the direction we're going to, and I, I sense you might not be comfortable with this. Um, and try and see if you can arrange a role where they can still you know, play out all their strengths and give that to the organization without feeling like they have to sabotage it um, to be able to bring those strengths. And so um, what this can often take, you know, the form this can often take is um, some sort of advisory role that these people might take, um, where they still can bring a lot of their insights and inputs, um, but not from a position where they will impose that onto, onto other people. Um, now then comes up a question of, okay, but so if your role is to protect and sometimes to forcefully intervene, how do you do that in a way that doesn't come across as simply good old autocracy? You know, oh, you know, you know, here's the CEO again, you know, with his latest fad and he's just imposing stuff willfully on us. I think one way to um, bring nuance to this is by thinking about it in this way, you can be unwavering, very clear about the why and the what. You know, this is the direction we're going into. And I want to bring you back to you know, the very first videos um, in Thoughtful Top Leaders, which is, you know, why, why are you doing this? You know, if you tell the story from a really deep place that this is you know, fundamental to you, um, that there's just no way you can go back to doing things in a traditional way, then people will, they will make sense. People will want to follow you. So that's you know, being really clear and forceful on the why and the what. Um, but then being very open on the how. So, you know, being in that invitational stance. Um, and so that might mean talking to a member of the executive committee and saying, sorry, this to me is unacceptable because remember why we're doing this. Now, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how you can play well with that team that is going in the right direction. And I'm happy to think with, through with you and brainstorm with you. And so I'm not imposing a particular solution on you. I'm just clarifying the what and the how, and then you know letting you find ways to to deal with that. Um, now let's imagine that you know to stay with the metaphor, you've passed the first wave. You know you've really protected things, and you know things you know become more ingrained and accepted in the organization, and things become smoother. Um, you know, the, the antibodies of the old have become weaker and the new system is stronger. Um, and, and then might come an interesting point where your role of holding the space can be played in a much lighter way. Because what you're aiming for, hoping for, is that many more people will take up that role. That many more people will say, hey, but this is not how we do things. You know, remember, we do things in, in this new way. And as soon as you see signs of that happening, then this dance 
can start. We say like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be the first one to jump. Let me first see if the system reacts, because that's what, I, what I'm hoping for. And you can also encourage other people that you know, you know, feel the same way as you, but don't feel like they might be, you know, have the strength to speak up. You might go and talk to some of them. Why don't you speak up? You have all the right to speak up. You know, it shouldn't be, always be me. And so encourage other people uh, to take on that role of holding the space. And so in the end, then you become sort of the holder of last resort. So if nobody else speaks, then, you know, it's your role. And so that's this, this dance that I, I see happening where, you know, let me not intervene. Let me first see if there's no other voices or if I can encourage it. If really it's needed, you know, then I will, in the end, you know, step forward and, and play that role of, you know, holding the space. Um, but in the beginning, um, err for strength and for intervening quickly to protect the first people who take risks. Because one thing you might not realize is, you know, after you spoke about what's important to you, you know, this new direction you're giving, the big question that will be on most people's minds is, is this for real? You know, do you really mean it? Um, and, you know, will you help me? Will you protect me if needed? That is the key question that is most likely on many, many, many people's minds. And so you're needed in that role of protection for the first waves um, until you reach the ocean. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.